For all your fantasy football needs, check out the Ringer Fantasy Football Show with me, Danny Kelly, along with Danny Heifetz and Craig Horlbeck. That's the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shout out to that guy, The Majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, is back on this Tuesday, September 5th. And man, it is. there's been a lot going on. There's a ton of news to address. Um, I may even require that um, the great Troy the Goy actually gets us some video clips up on the uh, Ringer Wrestling um, vehicles. SGG because I don't know if you've ever like seen the ring of wrestling there's a there's a, a fledgling TikTok and yeah. Instagram account and it, you you barely would know that cheap heat is on the ring of wrestling shows yeah, that that, that mean, changes right now they got a Monday show that they promote heavily masked man gets their gets their videos up well, Wednesday because I mean it's Brian Waters show so that's the cheat code because he's yeah. the editor right 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 um, I believe Dipperstein will join the show Friday. So for everyone who's either a waiting to yell at him to see if he's changed his mind on LA night, he did B, not, by the way, just, yeah. just yeah. B willing to yell at him about any of the other takes or C <laughs> just want to hear what takes you hate from dip this week. Know that you'll get them on Friday. I personally, SUG, you have to, you have to be on some level. You have to be enjoying the fact that Dipperstein, his baby face run has come to such a crashing halt. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you had to sit back, you know, by the time Dipperstein became a full timer, you were old news and 
You had to sit there. You were no longer. You were years past. Greg the Virgin Valentine, the boy is mine. All the, the huge baby face run had died years ago. You're now just out here grinding it every week. You know, you're like the Miz. You're just out here working every <laughs> week. Right. You're, you're doing the house shows. You got to be in Buffalo on Saturday, Toledo on <laughs> Sunday. They might use you on Raw on Monday. You don't even know what's happening. We tweet. Dip shows up like a bat out of hell. Everyone's cheering his every move. And now it is like he just walked out of the tunnel with facial hair, new music. I mean, he boo this man every yeah. single week is all he's getting is booze. Listen, I hope I hope that at some me. point. Wait, what? What the people want me? Okay. Okay. Move over. Move no, over. Give me this no, mic. No, I got it, baby. baby. Give no, me this I, mic. I have too much to do this week. I... <laughs> hey, guys. Did you miss me? <laughs> I know. I missed me. We have a lot to talk about. I think Peter has uh, has to go. Get out of here. No, it's, my, it's my show no. now. I can't let you take the show. Is that my water, though? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for my water. Yo, she threw water on me to start. That's how that started. Was I just felt water hit me. <laughs> you know, she got she got jealous she got jealous because i was because she thinks dipperstein's now the, the hottest heel in the company listen he might be on his way he might be on his way i gotta say you know hopefully he he steps into his tribal chief era but this mm -hmm. feels very much like a rumble philly where dip was on a hot baby face run and then you you know <sighs> wow then he, he wins the rumble Everybody's expecting way, expecting Daniel Bryan or somebody else, and, and I'm uh, sure I'm sure you've heard or me the say Brian this. Brian Campbell. I'm, I'm sure it. I'm sure you've heard me say this, and I'm going to say it again. I really don't have any issue, for the most part, with his LA Night take. Strongly believe you have the right to not be into LA Night. That is everyone's choice. Mm -hmm. It's really the Agreed. other takes. It's really the other takes that have been brutal. I mean, the L.A. Night take, I, I whatever. I, I, I listen. I see a lot of things that I'm like, yo. But man, the, my only point on that, and it, it's a good tie-in to start with, what was a phenomenal ple in payback on, in my opinion, uh, this past weekend was th that L.A. Night moment and whether or not you enjoyed it or not i i dug it i had a good time i actually thought there was one mistake with la night this weekend at uh humor me i felt the way that they brought him out in the middle of cena going at it with miz was kind of a waste of his pop like I wouldn't have done it that way where, like, the crowd's already cheering for Cena, and then you hear L.A. night. It was kind of like, you know what I'm saying? It was, oh, they were all they were already into Cena, though. I didn't. It didn't give me the clean pop I was looking for. I disagree. I think I think Cena teed it up for him to get that pop. You're talking about on SmackDown, right? When um, no, 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 no. I'm talking about on the at the PLE. Ah, okay. Because on SmackDown, I think they teed it up really well. Um, with Cena leaning into the yeah chant and then pointing no, down the aisle for LA to make his entrance. But he did the same thing at the PLE. He was like, no, yeah, no, yeah. He did the same thing. I thought I thought it worked. I, I was in there. I went in the arena for the Cena segment, and I really enjoyed it. But when I heard the LA night, 
It did. It didn't hit. It didn't hit the way I wanted it to hit. It was probably like, because it was teed up to where, like, you it know, was teed like, up too this well. is happening. It's coming. Correct. It's it's instead of like the surprise pop because that's been his thing too. Like he just pops up out of nowhere and stomps down to the ring to confront whoever at random times. Now it's just happened to be the Miz. But I did love. I did love the back and forth between Cena and the Miz. I thought it was so funny. I loved Miz giving him advice. Yeah. See the way Cena. I, I thought Cena was great. He did I come mean, across like he really wanted the advice, though. Like I he know, was, he I was know. Humble. He, <laughs> he really, like, he really was like, "Oh no, this. seriously, let me, let me sit under your learning tree now." No, he, he was. It was great, man. It was great to see Cena back there. There are a lot of takeaways from payback jesus where do we even do a show this week this is like so crazy Yo, this, if we have to talk about the ple first thing out of the gate i have to say they started hot first thing out of the gate like well the whole, but let's but let's tie the should we tie the bow on the miz la night so we can at least be done with that and move on i i, I we're 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 gonna are we gonna get to are we gonna end up getting cena la night is that what's about to happen see that that i don't know right because when you said that that, that there was some weirdness to it, I thought you were going to talk about the end when uh, they had a little back and forth before LA Knight eventually shook Cena's hand and let him raise his hand at the top of the ramp. I don't know what I don't know what that was about. I don't well, know you LA saw Knight that you, LA Knight was annoyed with him, though. No, LA Knight was annoyed with Cena for the way he was refereeing, even though Cena was being right down the middle. But yeah. LA Knight didn't seem to like it, which is not very babyface. Is you know what I mean? LA Knight, yeah. I yeah, no, I, I I feel you, dog. I, I don't know. I I'll just I say this: when we got the news on Friday that Cena was coming back for quote a couple of months, the first person who popped into my head was La Knight. I thought that could be a really good way to utilize Cena for two months, even though they're both super over his baby faces. Why not? I don't know where else you send Cena right now. I don't know what the story would be otherwise. So the fact that they had a little friction in the middle of that match did sort of make sense. So anyways, we, we yeah. can't spend a lot of time on Cena LA night because frankly, there's too much stuff to get to. I will, and, I will say this though, before we jump off of it, just to pre-rebuttal dip, LA night, it looked like he was on some Stone Cold Steve Austin, don't trust anybody's stuff. And I, I'm sure that's where dip is going to go with it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, he did join up with Cena he did end off with that beautiful baby baby face pop. He did get the Cena cosign, and it's possible that he goes away from Cena and Cena goes somewhere else. But I could for sure see Dip coming in and saying that LA Knight. Oh, hold a little on, too hold heavy on, second. on the baby. Austin I'm cosplay. doing a show. This woman walks in while I'm doing a podcast. Greg's trying to pontificate on the PLE. We're trying to talk about payback. And you just show up in a full Nike tennis outfit that you ordered, and you're like showing off your fi <laughs> like. I don't know if I like it or not, and I don't have time to think about it. And you definitely need to put a shirt on over that. You can't go to a tennis club with that. Why? Are you being serious or not? It's a sports. Are bra. you? You cannot wear a sports bra to a country club. I can wear this. No, you can't. I'm telling you. I've no. I can't tell you. you I, I yeah, I, SGG, don't worry. I don't belong to it. My boy, Richie, who also doesn't belong to it, is just the tennis coach there. Are you being serious? Why are you yelling at me? Because this is crazy. Yo, I, I'm doing crazy. a show. I didn't do anything. <laughs> is that Richie that came to the wedding, by the way? 
No, no, my boy. That's my boy. You met Richie at the wedding? I did meet Richie at the wedding. Shout out to no, Richie. That's R- Richie. That's Richie, a.k.a. Ricardo. Richie is a different friend of mine from, I think, Queens, who's also not a member at this club, but teaches the tennis at the club. And, and yeah, she's out here wearing a white Nike sports bra. <laughs> and, like, you, they want you to wear – this is a club that requires, quote, tennis whites, okay? So, like – when I go, I have to like search around to find something that's not a Tyler the Creator T-shirt that I can right. wear there. <laughs> right. I know you can't do sports bra, but that's besides the point. I know that she thinks her character is very important on Cheap Eat, but SGG's in the middle of making a big point, and she's doing a fashion show. Not only is she doing the fashion show, she wants feedback. She's looking at me like so, like she's having a silent conversation with me. Yeah, you should look over your shoulder to see if she heard I, it. I did. I just, I just, <laughs> I just looked over my shoulder. You know what she said? She went, it's my show. Well, what? You- <laughs> oh, my God. All right, SG, I, I'm sorry. The point you were making. No, the, point, the point I was making is, listen, Dip is probably going to come out here and say that LA Knight, you know, argued with Cena in the middle of the, the match and towards the end of the match. And at the end of the match, at the top of the rip, is going to be very Austin adjacent. And it's going to be more evidence that LA Knight is cosplaying Austin because that was very uh dta don't trust anybody i don't know if i buy that but if dip said that i wouldn't argue it too much i tried to a little while ago but i i, I mean i could see it L- listen there's no way the fact of the matter is i don't care if you love la night or you hate la night there is no denying the amount of things that will remind you of austin and rock okay i i, I must remind you if you're forgetting if you're one of those people who acts like it's just the same as every bit of influence that anyone has on anyone. Let's take away the walk to the ring. Let's take away the catchphrases. Let's take away the cadence in which he talks. His finishing moves are people's elbow adjacent, followed by stunner adjacent. That that is fact. But now, I don't think that's an accident, though. I think I think me neither. On the head too, that they are leaning into it, and it's just like. How could that be his two that that can't someone who's watched his whole career would have to tell me if those have always been his is in his arsenal. But yeah, everyone's aware of that. But they let he, him rock though. They didn't they didn't tell him to change it. They didn't tell him to find something else. Listen, it's 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 working right now. The question remains how this thing will play out. I thought they had a pretty good match. I didn't think it was great. I, I thought it was pretty good. Thought they told a fun story. Um, no surprise, LA Knight goes over the Miz. But but let's get to it. SGG brought it up, and I, I went on Twitter right away and said, the Trish Stratus-Becky Lynch cage match was one of the best cage matches I've seen in years. I maintain that. I don't care what was done on other indie shows all across the nation. I'm sure there have been other great ones. But we got to watch one current Hall of Famer, one future Hall of Famer, uh, go to war in a cage. Trish Stratus never has had a cage match in her illustrious career. I believe Trish is 47. Okay? She got a knot. Wow. She got like a four-inch knot across her forehead. The superplex off the top rope Yo, with, with Trish's legs up so on the cage. Brutal. <laughs> Yo, it was, man, it was a treat to watch they i cannot give enough props to trish and becky 
They we didn't know like why their blow off didn't come at SummerSlam. They didn't get a match there. And then everyone's like, oh, they're going to do it on TV in Canada. Thank God it wasn't done on a random raw. Instead, to me, it ends up on again on a PLE, which we went into. And if you listen to the podcast in the days leading up, I, <laughs> any, I was doing any podcast, by the way, not yeah, just but, this one. Yeah, no, no. But my, ours was different because I was doing a song, a song and dance to try to shine that thing up every time I talked about it. OK, I was <laughs> I was I was towing the company line and really being like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I mean, you know, no, nah, it's a little interesting, but it's going to be great. Yo, it turned out to be a banger and they really set it off with that Trish and Becky match SGG. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, 10 out of 10 for everything you said, no notes. Uh, but I will add, like, how many times have we had to say this over the years, right? Where the by the Thursday or Friday going into a PLE, this looks like a skippable one on paper, whatever. You know, there's something here and there. And then you watch it and just open it to close. They give you banger after banger, and it ends up being an incredible show. Um, and... For Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch specifically, you know, we were very vocal. I'll I'll take credit for myself. I was very vocal about the the promos leading into it, how sometimes they didn't hit, and you know, things that we thought were a mistake, and maybe like they shouldn't have had it go on so long. But for this to be the blow off and exclamation point, and you know, we know it's finished, right? Because Zoe Stark is done with Trish. Everybody's going their separate ways. This was the definition of ending on a high like they killed it everybody so we didn't see trish last night we saw zoe we didn't see becky or trish right they kept him off the show yeah i don't think we saw becky or trish we we saw zoe um and zoe made it clear that she's done with trish she may be starting something with Shayna baszler and then, and then promptly got her ass kicked by Shayna baszler <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i assumed I was a little confused at the end of the Trish Becky match when Trish then got into it with Zoe and Zoe laid down Trish. I guess we're going to get to Trish versus Zoe. Maybe. Or maybe Trish is just gone, right? Maybe Trish just got packed up. Nah, no chance. Didn't she just give a quote last week saying she plans to stick around? Yeah, but they work us all the time. My wrestlers have been lying to me my whole life. Pete. True. <laughs> Well, the entire time. But let's so see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. If she doesn't show up, I'm not gonna hold it against her. Um, I I believe she gave a comment. So let's see. Here's 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 what she said somewhere. I I, I can't find it. This article is too annoying. But either way, I know she <laughs> said something along the lines of there being more and this not being the end. And I really, I really, really hope that is true. Because why at this point should she go away? She just did something so mage where now if she wants to turn back to babyface Trish at any moment here, she'll be over like Rover yeah. after what she just did. And, you know, I, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to Trish. Or we haven't had her on the show yet. Actually, I want to make that happen. I'd love to get Trish on the show since her comeback. But like I have to imagine she was sitting around like, wait a second, I'm only 47 years old. Why would I not do this more? You know, I posted a clip on my social media about a week ago. And yes, yeah, she's 47. She'll be 48 in December. I, I posted a, a clip on my Instagram the other day from like 10 years ago. 
in which I'm like, you look great. Why don't you come back? You should come back. And she was like totally kind of teasing about it. And my guess at some point she was like, why don't I come back? You know, what's, what's the, what's the point? Why not come back? And I just hope she sticks around because she's fantastic. And by the way, I don't know if you saw the kickoff show. I nailed it because I said on the kickoff show, I thought that the cage could work to Trish's. I think I said it on this show too, could work to Trish's benefit because Trish is not able to keep up with Becky 100% of the way wrestling wise at this point. Like on a consistent basis, I think that you see Becky and Trish over and over again. You'll see that Trish isn't at Becky's level at this moment, but you put them in a cage where she can just fight and she's got a lot in the tank. Like it was, it was the perfect way. And then, you know what? After the cage match, I might have to even rescind what I said because she was doing things I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I mean, again, I know she, pointing back to that superplex, like she was on the receiving end. But man, what about her core when she was like leaned all the way back flat and then lifted herself up 180 degrees? Yeah. yeah. Yo, listen, throw her in another cage match. <laughs> Let her come back for only cage matches or stipulation yeah, was, matches. She did her thing. That was that was fire. So so uh, shout out to Trish and Becky. Another huge takeaway. Um, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that the Judgment Day, I hate to tell you, SGG, you're going to have to hold this. Has the Judgment Day replaced the Bloodline? I mean, listen, it's easy to do with Bloodline members quitting and showing up and, and leaving and then trying to come back like Jimmy and Jay is on Raw. But as of this moment, I won't say that they replaced the Bloodline, but they definitely filled the void left by the Bloodline fracturing and splintering off in different directions as the dominant faction in wwe there's there's no way around that they got a lot of gold a lot of gold and i love that they did it um i don't think the titles were doing anything at this point with sammy and, and ko i feel like that they honestly sammy and ko or sammy and ko they don't even need the titles then i you know i will say this though I popped on Monday when Sammy's music hit because I forgot about the fact that Sammy and Jay would be back on the same show. I did too. <laughs> it completely, completely missed it. And it was, it, it was actually sort of the most, I don't know, bloodline nostalgic thing that could have happened that really took you back to when the bloodline story was at its absolute high, highest heights. Yeah. And so, shout out to them too for cool. teasing their hugs so long, right? Because they're both against Roman. They both have no beef with each other. Uh, it was settled way back in April. Um, but that still, like them taking their time to get to the hug, and of course, it got the desired results, right? Blew the roof off the place. What? Of course it did. Absolutely blew the roof off the place. Uh, that, that we, that's what we're waiting for. So the Judgment Day, they get titles. Um... We find out that Jay Uso, it a little convoluted how we got to Jay Uso going to Raw because Cody felt like he should do that, I guess. But let's not let's not miss the forest through the trees. There have been two. There are two issues I need to talk. I want to just rub in the face of every pencil neck geek on Twitter. Issue number one. I brought up a few months ago and got shouted down. But as per usual, when I say anything about wrestling on, on Twitter or anything, anything about anything, 
anything about anything on Twitter. I get it. You hate me on Twitter. I get it. You hate me. It's okay. Um, good thing Twitter doesn't pay me. Okay, radio, uh, talking into a microphone does. So you pencil neck geeks don't affect me. But guess what? You do put a battery in my back. So put this up on Twitter. I posted a few months ago uh, at Clash at the Castle that Grayson Waller was one of the great new talents in WWE and really got laughed at by people on Twitter. At Money in the Bank, you mean, not Clash at the Castle. Sorry, sorry. Money at the Bank. That's exactly right. Um, in, at, at O2 in, in, in London. And let me just say right now, it is very, very clear, you pencil net geeks, even though I don't like the guy and he embarrassed me on national television this past well, he weekend. He gave me the rub. He the, the literal Grayson Waller rub. Because he, he physically gave me the Grayson Waller rub. You know how mean it is to somebody go, I mean, look at his head. You know how yeah. nasty that is to say? <laughs> Yo, that's Especially you got a fresh baldy too. That's crazy disrespect. And then he kissed me. There's a lot there, okay? Say what you will. Grayson Waller, wait for this. No one is better on the mic in WWE right now. Not one person. Not one person. You might tell me some are at the same level, and we can have a conversation about, you know, Cody and 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 uh, several people. We get Sammy's really great to cut a promo. There are a lot of people who are at the same level. You cannot tell me that anyone is better on the mic than Grayson Waller. He is generating real, authentic heat. Yeah. I saw it with the crowd in Pittsburgh on when they when his music hits and he throws his hands up in the middle, his douchey music while his hands go off. It is <laughs> it is so good. And I was texting with none other than the great Sam Roberts, the last professional broadcaster about Grayson Waller and he he said it so well. He said Grayson Waller has zero self-doubt. Mhm. Yeah, and I was, I was like say, he's that, unflappable. You cannot you cannot shake him. Yo, how many moments has this guy had? All he does is have moments with the biggest people. That's all they do is put him with the biggest people and I'm looking at him he's 32 years old. And I'm sitting here as a 44-year-old professional broadcaster who's been working at this for a long time. And I can't do anything except admire the level of confidence when this man speaks in front of a crowd. It's incredible. Watch. Just watch the next time he does a Waller effect. Honestly, you can really look at almost everybody and see a little bit of some bit of nerves that exist in almost no, everyone. Unshakable. He, it, he could be in his bedroom. He he is just the most comfortable talker. He generates real. He, you know how big I popped, and he's funny when he came out. When 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 Jay Uso comes out and he goes, "You've been gone for two weeks, mate," or whatever yeah, he said. That's exactly what it was. Yo, and when he said the thing to Cody, and he goes, "You know, something, 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 kid." <laughs> He just paused just enough, then called Cody Kid. If listen, learn to love him. Cause Grayson Waller is gonna be around for a long time, man. SGG, that kid is the truth. No, he really is, man. He he really is. And you bring up you brought up money in the bank. Just go back and watch that, right? He's in there with Cena. Cena who who's knocked everyone off their square from the rock, everybody. And he's just unshakable. The crowd couldn't get him. Cena couldn't get him. It's like you said. He has. He's just the unflappable confidence, and it's gonna take him far. It's 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 really fun. 
So curious. I mean, listen, we have to see more of him wrestling. You know, and see, we, we, I'm not saying the guy is having a five star match uh, at this point. I don't know. I have. He doesn't have seen to it. though. That's the thing. He he does not have to. He he has already and will continue to talk people into the building to see him wrestle, no matter how long the match is. Which I think is why we get so many Grayson Waller effects because they know that that's his strength. Whether the wrestling reaches that level that he is on the mic or whatever, it doesn't matter because he's going to talk his way into the big moments. He's going to talk his way into the big matches. And then he has enough in the arsenal to deliver big in those big matches. So sky is the limit for him, really. Shouts to uh, to that guy. It is a lot of fun watching him go. Um, let's see. What other takeaways do we have from the big match, the, the big uh, PLE? Um, Raquel and Rio was was okay. I think I think you clearly saw, and, and you know I feel bad because obviously I had a great conversation with her. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, she's a lovely, lovely person uh, with a really high ceiling. But I think you could tell SUG that Raquel wasn't quite. It's sort of like the storyline and reality were the same thing. She was not quite at Rhea's level for that kind of moment. It didn't feel like right yet, yet, yet. And I hate I hate that Dips was so flippant about it, and uh, I don't feel like he was proven right yet. But it it feels like, and I'm holding out hope that this matches that this series, I guess you could say, is going to hit another gear and get more intense, because it's almost how I felt with like the Becky and Trish stuff, right? Where like you know you put them together and on paper it looks like it should be good, but it's not quite getting there yet. And then they had what I thought was a fantastic blow off match. So I'm gonna Ra- Raquel just looked. Listen, the fact is. Raquel, the moment looked very big for her in the ring. It's not that she can't do it. It's that she was. It's, she seemed a little rushed. She seemed just a little uncomfortable with how big the spot was. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It was by far the biggest spot she's ever had. So, you know, Rhea's, Rhea's had her time now on the main roster to figure it out and, and get there. Because there was a long time when I won't name any names, that guy, Greg, Dip, people did not. You know, at that time they did not see it with Rhea. It wasn't connecting. And now look at her. She may be she may be the best in the business right now. So you just need you just need time. But um I'm, I'm not writing home about that match. And I will say this too. She's in um Raquel and Rhea were both in an unenviable an unenviable position in that like the styles that they wrestle, it's hard to throw together in a singles match, right? Two powerhouses, even when it's two men who like we think of as like some of the best men to ever do it. Um, you throw two powerhouses in there and it's just tough, right? Like you think about like Brock and Goldberg. It's It was tough to get that to click a little bit. Brock and Bobby, like two powerhouses is already a challenge. So I don't know how much of it was that she's not ready or just that like the different elements of what her and Rhea bring together just presented an extra challenge um, that I think they can meet, but obviously first go out in this new feud, it was tough. Um, yeah, it, that, that's a that's a fair way. That's a fair and generous and kind and accurate way of of, of putting that. Well, it's Greg um, History Week. I'm feeling fair and generous and accurate. Uh, SUG, it is Greg History Week. We know no one, no one handles a birthday quite like SUG. No. What's um. What's on the docket for the big Greg History Week before we get into some of the other big news of the week that has not yet been spoken about? 
Well, my mom was here over the weekend uh, to kick off Greg History Week. Big. Um, yeah, so she came. We went sightseeing around around Philly, showed her the new neighborhood. She got to see the new house. Nice. Um, next weekend. I'm trying to keep it low this year. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to keep it low key this year. Usually we try to get on a plane, go somewhere. But I think just like a nice dinner at a nice restaurant on Saturday. Um, and then maybe some birthday cake, blow out the candles on, on the 11th. And we're just going to do Greg History Week uh, pretty subdued. How long have you been married now, SGG? Coming up on two years. Wow. Is Crystal still enjoying Greg History Week? Oh, yeah. She loves it. She lo- Listen, loves we the whole are week. big Greg History Week people in this house. And she's into it still. She's fully she's on board. I feel like I have Greg like three more history. years before it's just like. Well, no, it's just, it's, just up until, it's just up until you guys have a kid. I mean, whatever that comes. So. You're good until there's a kid, and then your history week is you know what history you have? Your history it's, is your future. It is history. That is your history is history. That's his history. Exactly. Greg History Week is history. So for now though, and what day is the actual birthday fall on this year? 9-11. It's a Tuesday this year, I want to say. Oh, or maybe a Monday. No, no, actually. it's Monday. It's Monday because it's there's there's football. I know that's right. That's right. It falls on on Monday. Well, happy Greg History Week. Don't worry. You have a great, I'm sure there's a great Instagram post coming in your in your future. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, All right. So before we get to mailbag, which we have to do today, we have to spend a little time with I don't know if you guys are familiar with this news from outside the ring, but it has come to our attention that Tony Khan has parted ways with CM Punk. It happened as I was uh, hanging out, getting ready for the kickoff show in a room in a big arena filled with wrestling superstars. I. I received the news. Uh, Mike Rome, the great, none other than the great Mike Rome, held his phone up and said, Did you see this? And I said, No, I didn't. But I am excited to go tell Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> did you go tell Cody Rhodes? I did. I did go tell Cody Rhodes. How he reacted, I will, I will remain private. But I was just well, how you gleeful. Will, will be kept offline, we'll say. Yeah, I'll keep that offline for sure, of course. Uh, but no, I, I just am gleeful to be in a situation where I'm like, wow, this is interesting. I'm sure Cody has some thoughts on this. Um, but, you know, listen, obviously it became a topic of conversation. I heard many a conversation about it. CM Punk is one of the biggest and most divisive, you know, names in all of professional wrestling. So when you find out that he's been fired from the other company, yeah, it was certainly a topic of conversation. In fact, I don't know if you saw this. I made a joke when I was talking to Grayson Waller about his appearance on the kickoff show. We made a, I made a joke like, yo, we're going to, the first thing we're going to do is talk about CM Punk. And, and so he was sarcastic. Like, oh, nice, nice. Okay, great. And I was like, uh, I was like, matter of fact, you should just come out with the Pepsi can say like you're thirsty and just pull out a Pepsi. And he was like, oh, mate, I love that. And then did you see his did you see his Twitter later I that did night? See it. I did see it. He ended up pulling out the Pepsi can on Twitter. Uh so I was tickled. I was tickled by that. But um yeah, I didn't listen, I didn't get any particularly, you know, whatever. I, I I had some conversations. People have thoughts. Here's my main takeaway. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Here's my main takeaway. Two things. One, I would like to, you know what I'm going to do? I got something for Tony Khan. It was a really, in my opinion, SUG, it was a really good weekend for Tony Khan. Number one, he puts his foot down and ends the whole thing. Because say what you want, however you fall on it, I think we all could agree. CM Punk's existence in AEW has not been a good look for Tony Khan basically since it started particularly after the scrum that lives in infamy. Then you have the Jack Perry thing happen. So number one, Tony Khan gets props for just making the decision. He made a tough decision and it's done. But then I give a secondary because he decided to address it in front of the crowd in Chicago and for all of the things that we and many others have said about Tony's decisions to be on camera sometime, sometimes, he actually stood in front of a booing crowd, SGG, and by the time it was over, turned it into cheers. He did the job. Now, it didn't air on television. Uh, I, I'm a little perplexed. I don't know why. I guess it's legal fears that they don't include any of this stuff on TV because I think it would have been super cool if he did it just to start off. Shut up. Like, you just start. It was an episode of Collision, right? You just yeah. start Collision in the middle of the ring. Um, oh, Collision was... No, it wasn't taped. It wasn't taped. Never mind. It wasn't taped. Yeah, they did it live. So, you know, my, my gut reaction, I said this to people I was with that day, was they should fly an MJF. If MJF is not booked for Collision or the pay-per-view. And, and the MJF match was added, right? I think so, yeah. So I believe they did end up flying him in, but I would have flown him in just to have him cut a promo on CM Punk. That's what I probably would have done. But I don't know, SGG, I got to tell you, I think it's a big win weekend for, for Tony Khan between A, making the decision and moving on because it's time. It's absolutely ridiculous at this point. And number two, for getting up there on a live mic and in Chicago, no less, mm -hmm. having the crowd booing him. And then by the time he got out, Having it, having them cheer and having them ready to support the the pay per view the next day. I think you got to give TK his props this weekend. I I think I'm not going to give him as much props as you though. I do think he did what he had to do in terms of firing CM Punk. That was the right move. Um, the statement itself, we can dissect it and and go back and forth. But I th I think I don't think the statement that he gave was particularly strong. Well, um, I should also acknowledge that I didn't watch all six minutes of it. So, <laughs> well, there's the part, the takeaways from the statements is that A, he fired CM Punk and that needed to be done, but that 
um, B, it felt very like, to me, Go it ahead. felt like lawyer speak and like a prepared statement that was written for him and sort of like setting up defenses because what the line that stands out to me and I know to a lot of people was when he talked about being afraid for his life because of whatever was happening backstage. And I think that that's, I'm just taking that with a grain of salt. I, I find it hard to believe that he was afraid for his life um, based on what was happening backstage. So that piece of it, I think, wasn't particularly strong. I think they should have just went forward with CM Punk has been terminated on advice of the disciplinary committee and moved on. But because also, you're saying was it all? Let's let's see if I can pull up a little a little clipperoo. Shall shall I? Yeah. Because you're saying the whole thing. Because I watched the beginning and I literally skipped ahead to the end and I heard everyone cheering. I'm like, okay, he did he what did. he had to do. <laughs> he did, he did what he had to do. He did. You're but just I, saying you didn't enjoy it. Like it wasn't like it wasn't tight, is what you're saying. It wasn't tight. It wasn't tight. And I think the scared for my life thing is because that's the other problem, right? And it 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 applies itself to the the eighty thousand stadium show that they had recently that now no one is talking about. It's like they have these strong, they make these strong moves, but then like something, the stumbling block is what ends up getting talked about, and then you have to ask yourself. Was this move really that strong, right? Because he did fire CM Punk, but now the takeaway that everybody's having is oh, here's, he's here's scared for it. his here's life. Something. Like seriously, uh, I hear you. That's Tough starting point, by the way. Did you watch the pre-tape version? The one where he like he sat stayed? down. He sat down in a seat too. It's crazy. He's had a chair up there. Yeah. This, this is a rough. I don't know why. Okay, that approach was not it. No. That approach, that start right there. Let's see. Is there another? But that's part of the problem, too, right? The I'm like you, please like me piece of it. Like, come out, drop the hammer, and bounce. Or come out, you know, take your victory lap and bounce. But you don't need to, like. So then he also, hold on real quick. He also did a pre-tape version? Yeah. Hold on. Here's this the one. Incident at AEW All-In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable, and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who helped put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel, who delivered a unanimous recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation. I'm sorry to any fans who are upset by this. I'm sorry to anyone who's upset by this. 
Despite that, we're going to have a great show tonight on Collision, and we're going to have a great AEW All Out pay-per-view tomorrow here in Chicago. Last weekend was the greatest weekend in AEW history. This is the greatest week in AEW history. We're going to continue the great momentum here tonight on Collision and tomorrow night on All Out pay-per-view. Let's take a look. Hey, I had to make Bravo. one of the decisions. Bravo! Okay? Bravo to our hero. Bravo to a man who is willing to do what others will not. I'm, of course, talking about CM Punk, the greatest to ever do it in a ring. I will never watch AEW again. <laughs> I will only watch CM Punk matches from now on. Okay? I will only drink Pepsi products. I am... Maybe going to consider veganism. And uh, frankly, I hope CM Punk and AJ Lee start their own promotion. The two greatest innovators in the history of the sport. Okay? And a lot of people say, will CM Punk go back to WWE? He doesn't need WWE. I bet they've already offered him millions. They backed up the Briggs truck to try to get my guy, Chicago-made punk. But guess what? He's too good for it. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need you. SGG. How does you, this guy How does this guy keep getting in here? Where, you, Troy, where's the, where's the security on this? No, lady? guess what? Yeah, yeah, Troy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guess what? I was up all night watching Troy's inspirational videos on Instagram. Ha! <laughs> I want to puke. You fraud. Why don't you go on another date, douchebag? Dang. Spiction span. What I do to you? And there's only <laughs> and there's only and there's only one good thing about the podcast today. No Dipperstein. Thank God that fraud is not here. I think that's the one thing that everyone in the Cheap Heat universe and I can agree on, okay? There are three facts in professional wrestling. One, CM Punk is the greatest to ever do it. Two, the only wrestling that matters is independent wrestling. And three, Dipperstein sucks. I feel I'm like out. <laughs> no more questions. Schmark Schmixensman. Oh, and number four, my favorite superstar is Natalie Am Rossi. Did you miss me? I missed you, and I missed me. All right, goodbye. Wow. How does that how does that keep happening? Mark Schmixenspan. That's his name. It's Mark Schmixenspan. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I should do when I listened to that pre-prayer statement. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Maybe, you know what, I may, I have to be honest, guys, I hope you listen to the whole show. I may have oversold things. Maybe the, uh, maybe the bomb was a bit much. I will, I will say this to it. I'll put my conspiracy tinfoil hat on right now. I don't think that firing CM Punk is going to solve the problem, the overarching problem in AEW. I think that he was reacting to the problem and that he reacted to the problem in a way that was different than other people have reacted to this problem before and that with the problem still being around, we're going to see it manifest itself 
in other ways. Because you may be ha- right. Tony has not rid himself of the problem. He rid himself of the person who of was one of the most scorched earth on the problem, but the problem is still in the locker room. So you're saying he rid himself of a problem. A problem, right. Not the problem. Not the problem. Uh, man, we have so many emails to get to. I, I feel like we should just get to them on the Friday episode uh, because there's still a little conversation to be had here. Because So here, I didn't even get to the point that I wanted to make to the uh, the Peckerheads, the pencil neck geeks out there. Not the Peckerheads. The pencil neck geeks on, on social media. Yeah, we love the Peckerheads. We love Peckerheads. But, but to everyone who's so confident that CM Punk is coming back to WWE, because I posted, I said, I, I, what was my direct quote? And I'll read you some of the replies, SCG, so you can realize the kind of pencil neck geeks that I'm talking about. I don't even know why I use this stupid app. I hate it. I like Instagram. Um, I wrote, um, let's see. I don't have a horse in the race, but I will be a lot. I will bet a lot of money that CM Punk will never wrestle a WWE match again. In fact, I don't think he'll even get a Hall of Fame nod. The man is a serial bridge burner and habitual line stepper. And the comments are a lot of people disagreeing, including one who's my, this is my favorite one. Bro, learn your history. <laughs> Guys have left in way more bridge burning manners and returned to WWE. So a lot of people that's, said that. Listen, that's true though. It's true. No, I, I want to. I want to address that because it's important. Address it. Address it now because I, I feel like I'm on the side of people that think he's going to be back. People, there have been way more bridge burning things that have happened in the past, and the people have been brought back. But all those people, if we were to go through it, who had serious bridge burning situations and were brought back, actually had unfinished business that people would want to see in WWE. I think Punk does too. Go, please tell me the match that you go. Oh my God, I gotta see CM Punk. Please tell me. So here's the thing, right? First of all, we had a analyze all the elements and put them together cm punk is a bridge burner for sure for sure and 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 now a new version of cm punk that was not in wwe before an outright overt cancer and trouble starter like no it's not not even just the bridge burning i would say cancer i would say cancer i don't know if i'd say trouble starter because again like i feel like he was reacting to a thing that existed and it and it came for him and he just he, because he's a bridge burner. Uh, well, when, when, where, where was, where's all the evidence of the disaster that is AW pre-punk? So, so here's what I'll say, right? Punk at Brawl Out. Yo, at I the didn't Brawl know Out. you were representing Hold on, listen, listen, punk. Listen, listen. This is, I listen. didn't know we hired you. Listen, this is so crazy. Listen, can I say, can I make my point? Can I make my Please, point? Please, by all means. Point? Punk at the Brawl Out press conference, right? His number one grievance that that sent him over the edge, and who know I don't know what the tipping point was before that, but I know that he he's over the edge at that point. Was that there were people in the locker room that used the wrestling media to feed negative stories and try to like tarnish his character. Not that they needed that much help in wow. what happened after that, but the fact that they did it, he felt very violated by that. Now. That's a thing that those people, we've seen them do it before, right? We've seen them, I'd say we've seen them do it to Cody, right? Because when Cody was on his way out of AEW, first we saw them isolate Cody. Then we saw them, when Cody was gone, 
go to the media to try and tarnish Cody's reputation, but he didn't really give them much to to attack because Cody lives on the high road. He has the biggest house on the highest hill on the high road. Cody stays there. He don't bother nobody. He don't disrespect nobody. So even when they went to wrestling media to try to say like this anti-WWE, WWE versus AEW slant was all Cody's idea and he pushed us in that direction and he gave us that identity, Cody didn't say anything. So when they do it to Punk, they're dealing with a bridge burner, a fire starter. He goes scorched earth. And then that gives them more to go to wrestling media with. And we even in the week. Well, I don't understand. What, what are you? What are we establishing here? We're establishing that you said that Punk started it. I don't know that. No, he's I said he's a problem. I said he's a problem starter. I didn't yeah, say I that he's. I don't know that he necessarily is a problem starter. There is no way in which he walks to, back in that locker room in WWE. And it's not a problem starting. Listen, he he already has, though. He already has, right? He went backstage a few for, months for, ago. For 15 minutes and saw like three people. He did not oh, see he all was on his, people. He was on his best behavior. And, oh my. Uh, he made and, it for 20 minutes. First of all, just showing up wasn't on his best behavior. He snuck in. He was invited in, allegedly. I don't know if he, he was invited in by Tamina, no? Oh, yo, all, all due respect to Tamina, I don't think that any individual talent there is in the position of inviting talent who works for another company into the building when to for <laughs> listen, him to have a meeting listen, could be I don't a think legal so problem. I don't think so either, but I don't think they thought it through that far. No, no, of course they did. And I don't blame the person. I don't blame <laughs> yeah. Tamina or whoever was responsible for him coming in. They're just being like, whatever, I saw the guy. I don't blame them at all. But what I'm I blame him. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That was, he was doing that. He was trying to use WWE for leverage with AEW because he wanted to return to TV. Sure. So he showed up at the show. So real quick, the place that you're hoping to one day have a better relationship with, you use them as a pawn by blindly walking into backstage to be but like, yo, I want to create a, a new story. That's not a thing that doesn't happen, right? Like these people going back and forth between companies use the other company as leverage when, all the when, time. When was the, when was the last time? Someone intentionally snuck back and had it immediately leaked with specific detail to the media to create a firestorm within 20 minutes. I don't know that he immediately leaked it. I don't know because I don't know that he immediately leaked it. So how the photo, there's immediately a photo that gets out. He's in the parking lot. He's in a public place. Okay. I, I, this is this, I, this was a twist. I did not think but, the show but, was going so to my, happen. So, to the point that I was trying to make, though. Punk is a bridge burner. Triple H, believe it or not, a, a guy that we believe Punk has a lot of heat with, he's proven to be a bridge builder in his new role as an executive. And he's, he built, he's built bridges that we have not even thought. But what's the upside of building this bridge? That's the part I'm trying to get to. Why do we need CM Punk and WWE because besides a cheap w pop at Survivor Series? If WWE feels like there's money to be made, they will do the things they need to do to make the money. Number one, they'll rehabilitate his image like we know they can and we know they will and they could do it like that, right? Suddenly this person- I, I, They can't do it like that. They can do it like that. Listen, no, Ultimate Warrior, right? They put out the self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior DVD. They let it stand for 10 years almost. That's 10 years. Promoted 10 years, this, 10 years will do anything. Promoted this idea that Ultimate Warrior- was a was useless, was a terrible worker, was a cancer, was all these things. And when it was time to make money off him, 
He's in the Hall of Fame. He gets a new DVD with a with a nice, shiny, glowing reputation from some of the same people who were in Self Destruction of Ultimate Warrior. But that, but that ten, you can't leave out the ten years that we that's relevant. Him. Punksman, that's, that's, Punksman gone from WWE for ten he, years too. Yeah, but no, no, it's not just about that. He's crushed his own reputation up to a week ago. Like in you, another company, you, though, that doesn't yeah, have anything to do with them. If it's, they, it they does, can, though, they can it shine does. Him up. And here's the other that, thing. But no, too, right? no, you can't just blow past that. It does. You can't have people who act like complete uh, not unprofessional maniacs and then immediately go, oh, we'll take them. Like there's no downside to that whatsoever. Because got, Punk knows who he's dealing with. Like that happened in a company with. Let's be honest. Tony Khan is not Vince McMahon. Tony Khan is not Triple H. The things that they were that I, going I'm still on waiting backstage. Though, you're AW, using so many words backstage in WWE. You've used so many words. What are we getting from this? That's so much better than a pop at Survivor Series. Listen, I think that if Punk comes back, there's a handful of matches that they throw him in right at the top that are going to make a lot of money. That they have a lot of story behind, like. Punk Roman is one of them. Punk Cody is one of them. Punk Rollins is one of them. And Punk Brock is another one of them. And I think that if they I think that if they take him on and they do the work to rehabilitate his image, which honestly is the easy part, that they have plenty of money on the table to be made in terms of that. And I, I honestly think also that Roman, at least Roman and Cody would be interested if the money is right and if they get the sense that Punk's mind is right. How could they get that sense? They sit down and talk with him. They meet with him. He's not to be trusted. Like, this, This. listen, I, I hear you, and I could be completely wrong. But let me, let me just say this. The WWE locker room right now is so good. It is so smooth. There is, there's so little problems I, I, there's no drama that you hear of. Everyone gets along, helps each other. It's such a positive place. I just can't imagine why bringing back Punk, who, by the way, let's be real. I mean, to say he's lost a step would be so generous. Yeah, yeah. He Listen, he, he, he really he, can't work well anymore. He didn't so, have that many steps either, too, to lose. But let's if we being real. <laughs> uh, I, I get it, but you could still you could still lose steps. No, but that's and, what I'm saying though. Like in, it, at his peak, he wasn't the like most no, crisp, clean, like polished worker in the ring. So he didn't really have that much to lose, and he still and, went back. And he's not. It's not great. I, I just don't listen. None of those things that you said to me are oh my god moments. I know people are acting like it is. To me, it's just the ship has sailed. Like this is just be, as a fan, okay? I could get it completely wrong. I I was there. I, I remember where I was when CM Punk returned on Rampage. I remember I was boarding a flight to LA. I watched every second of it. I was excited when the music hit, when I saw him come out, I was there for it. I just am being honest. The idea at this point, I can't speak for where I'll be in three years, but at yeah. this moment, the idea that people are like, can you imagine? <laughs> oh God, he's back. Lock the door. Can Troy. you? No, no, no. Can you even imagine? If in Survivor Series in Chicago, oh my God, if we hear cult of personality.
It doesn't get me excited. I'll tell you this though. It, that that does not. It's two months from now. That does not get. I'd be like, oh, all right. I guess they're I'll wrong. I'll tell you that. this though. You know, we're guaranteed to hear cult of personality in Chicago, right? As some overseas, whether or not that means punk is walking through the curtain, <laughs> you know, we're guaranteed to hear the music hit, right? That, that, that probably is a good idea, right? <laughs> like, Even if it's Grayson Waller, or, yeah. Or somebody, somebody gets to get the the reaction from that music hitting. Whether it could be the Miz. It could be Paul Heyman. It could be Grayson Waller. But, but, but the music you, is going to play in Chicago. But do you personally get excited at this moment to think of him in two or three months showing up at WWE? Does that sound thrilling to you? Um, not entirely. But I, I am more open minded to see like what story they're going to tell. Right? Like if they, if they tell a good story, because that's the other half of it too. It's not just rehabilitating his image and then put him on TV and then throwing him into a match and expecting that people are going to show up. WWE doesn't really operate like that, right? They do. They take the other step of telling a story, and if that part of it is not up to par, then it doesn't matter who they get back for however long the run is, because that piece of it is the glue that holds everything together. Like that is the thing that that made people fall in love with wrestling way back when. That's the thing that keeps us watching every Monday. Is what is the story they're gonna attach to it? So even if they throw him in with Roman, right, you're not guaranteed to be at the highest level just because you're standing next to the guy who is the sole controller of the industry. You have to have the story behind it. So if they get lazy on that aspect of it, just because they check the other boxes, then. I'm just thinking through, like, punk Roman does nothing for me. Does not excite me. Those matches would be nasty. I, I, I does not <laughs> excite me at all. Like, and uh, let's see, Punk Cody. They didn't really cross over. Did they have anything in AW? No, they didn't. And that's the other problem with that too. Is that one's really going to need a story because that there's WWE's nothing not there. A company, WWE is not a company that relies on history, even like alluded to history or like backstage whispers from other companies. They're going to have to pull something out of thin air. No, that's a new story. Like, I don't care. Uh, I don't. So, like, that doesn't excite me in a real way. Like, you know, one day, like, I'll tell you this right now. And I I don't care. I know this is very uh, Mark Schmickshins man of me. I would pop so much more to see Kenny Omega show up than CM Punk. I, that you see Kenny Omega and, and Cody tell a story in WWE. All right. Now we're having a conversation. The punk Cody story would have to be like, if there is one, it goes back to when they were both in WWE years ago and he was dashing Cody Rhodes. Like, I don't even know what the story would be. Yeah. So that's over two in my, for, in my book, you said, because all the ones you named were the right ones, him and Seth. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they, they I don't remember what their issue is. There was an issue though. Right. Seth like took some jabs at him in the media. Oh, Seth, t- Seth took really good jabs. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, and Seth is a good one too because Seth runs his mouth. Punk runs his mouth. Seth runs his mouth. Let them go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let them do it. Let no, that. Them. I guess that would be good. I mean, Seth would have to carry him for a match because Punk can't lace Seth Rollins' boots at this point. I mean, I, let's just. I'm sorry. I mean, come on. That's like telling Seth to to take a sip of Dasani. Seth Seth could do that. <laughs> Seth could carry us through a five star three way. Hey yo, um, okay, and then and then who's the and that was the last one? Brock. Brock. Uh, I'm good. I just I feel like I've seen it. I have. We have. We have. <laughs> we, we, I, yeah. <laughs> we I, have. I mean, I guess babyface Brock with this current. You know, if we got like modern babyface cowboy. Well, Brock, also, Brock is a cheat be fun. code, right? Brock versus X is a blockbuster match. 
Rock's just gonna beat their ass. Right. Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the there's so many other people that so many other people could come over for for that. Um, before we before we close out, that was a fun argument. I, I maintain I don't think it's happening, and everyone's like, so many people have done worse. That's not what the debate was. Like I was like, everyone trying to school me as if I don't know that Vince McMahon has made up with everyone on earth. Like I couldn't go chapter and verse on every. I'm aware. That's not what it's about to me. It's about the relationships that he has within the current locker room. And is that worth what is left on the table? And to me, the answer is no, because the last couple of years really, to me, exposed Punk for not being that exciting. And and (laughs) this is the same guy who just three years ago when he was about to come back went crazy and was like, the Punk was at his most more over than The Rock. That was me. I said that. <laughs> Listen, you said it because he was in the moment, like you said. He caught you. He and caught I was you. in the moment, and I was in the moment, and the summer of punk is one of the greatest things to ever happen in modern wrestling. I friggin' loved it. I don't know it. about that. I don't know I, about that. I think but, the pipe bomb was, and I think that the that, cat, that's what I mean. I that's that what I, but the, you can't you can't we can't remove the pipe bomb from the summer of no, punk. No, but I'm it saying like the pipe bomb and winning the title at Money in the Bank, yes. Leaving with the title, yes. The rest of the stuff that happened after the no, summer it was whatever. WWE was like, come on. No, no, but I'm saying that moment that you just described, which is about a month, was mm-hmm. amazing. It made you get it made you feel more than a lot of things have made you feel in the last 20 years. But that was a long time ago. And since then, especially over the last couple of years, what has happened that unless you're like a super hardcore Chicago punk loving frank the clown nerd sorry, which they frank. all are in chicago i'm sorry it no no don't no, no, no. they uh, you know all what? are as wow. evidenced by <laughs> tony khan's weekend this past weekend wow you may be you may come out of this show a bigger heel than dipperstein they all are in chicago disgusting. they're all you're labeling Everybody the entire chicago, chicago wrestling fan base as I just punk excusing marks or heard of one person in chicago that doesn't love punk well, listen, it, the whole building was not booing. In fact, in the video I just saw, there were mad people doing yes chants when Tony Khan came out. I saw this from a lot of people. Straight I mean, up They cheering. might have been in Chicago. I don't know if they were from Chicago. So you think everyone from Chicago, this is the hill you want to die? I'm just letting you, I'm just letting you go. Listen, you go. I, I have family from Chicago. I've been to Chicago. Chicago. People from Chicago love Chicago. They might beef with each other, but if you try to, if you try to pull a Chicago versus everybody, they unite. Listen, whatever, if that, I don't know if that's true of every single person, but I will say for those of you who are that way, that's why I don't care about your opinion on CM Punk. <laughs> that's God. the circle back that we was waiting for, P. That's that's what I don't care about. Like, yo, I, 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 don't, I don't have anyone in any group that I always side with. I don't have any, there's no connection not from the same place, not of the same religion. I don't play that game. So I, I, I might give them the benefit of the doubt for a few times, mm-hmm. but then eventually I'm going to go, all right, I did what I, I tried what I could do. You know what I mean? I did what I could do. So if you guys want to hang on and think punk is still great, let's please have the, the discussion. Um, one thing I noticed, by the way, over the weekend, say what you want about early night dip. One thing he's doing <laughs> is bringing back a lot of signs to the crowd. There are yeah. a lot of signs. More, I saw more signs this week than I've seen in a long time. And nothing makes you feel more attitude era like raucous crowd than starting to see the signs pop up. Shout out to our boy in uh, Discord. Um, Yo, does he go everywhere? He goes everywhere. I got to find his name so I can pronounce it right. I want to say it's Dapple Juice, but I don't want to get it wrong. 
I feel like you got it right. He's a great guy. Yeah. He he went to the show last night. He had a I like delicious chicken sign. He always has his his mage signs and all that, but he shows up with yeah signs to hand out to the fellow people in the crowd. So he's individually changing the sign game in WWE. Individually changing the sign individually single-handedly. Like if you if you watched last night and you saw a bunch of yeah signs in the crowd, they're his. They're his. So shout out to him. Can he do he needs to do that with wrestling is great. And he needs to do it with just uh we should have got wrestling is great. There's some wrestling is great signs. He's given out wrestling is great signs. I don't know if he gave them out. I don't know if he gave them out. We need to we need to get the uh we need to get the bear head to him. He needs to move around with the bear head. <laughs> um Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. Also for everyone in the tri-state, Saturday night, Nassau Coliseum. One of my favorite oh, places. Yeah. One of my favorite places to see WWE and probably one of the absolute last times you'll have the opportunity. Um, because Nassau Coliseum is not going to be here very long. Um, Cody Rhodes versus Finn in a street fight. Charlotte Asuka, AJ Solo, mm. LA Knight, LA Knight, Miz, Ricochet, Zelina, Theory, Omos, Gargano, and more all being advertised. So um, still some tickets left on Ticketmaster, and I'm sure for a much more affordable price, then we have talked about with all the uh, manias and whatnot. So if you somehow live nearby and you've never been to Nassau for a house show, yo, bruh, hold on. <laughs> oh, this is crazy, bro. Hold on one sec. I'm wrapping up. Jeez, she's such a... No, one second. Wow. Second... You can be in the second row for like 350 bucks. What? That's not bad. So if you That's want phenomenal, an actually. if you want an opportunity and and you could be in like the back of a low section for $75 on the floor. So you could be on the floor for 75 bucks. So go out to Nassau Coliseum this weekend. SUG stay mage. We'll see you guys for the Friday something. Also enjoy yourself. Take it easy, man. And then I went to make up and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time. I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-mage.